welcome to Underrated Favorite. Who's that? Who's speaking? I am me. Oh, yeah? Tell the people who you are. My name's Rooster, and I watch movies. <laughs> and this is Underrated Favorite. Movies Under- you might have made. Underrated. <laughs> All right, welcome everyone to Underrated Favorites, movies you might have missed. On this podcast, we take a look at movies that are at least 10 years old, and for one nor many reasons, they did not get their shine. Flew they did the not radar. have their moment. So uh, we rewatch them, we examine them, and then we talk to you about them, and we decide whether they are underrated favorites and deserve some flowers or they deserve a roasting. So, Roost, tell the people about this week's movie. Yeah, yeah. So this week, Nicolas Cage Month continues. That's it rolls right. On. Christmas in July, just for y'all. That's right. Nicolas Cage-a-thon. So this week, we are doing the film Next. Next. Not the 2000s R&B group. Uh, no said, wifey, no not wifey, too close. Not too close. Next, next, the, the movie. So, um, Rooster's gonna give us a little rundown. We're not gonna get into any spoilers just yet. Yeah. Um. So, so quick rundown of the film. Next is a somewhat loosely based uh film from the Philip K. Dick sci-fi short story, The Golden Man. For anyone who doesn't know, Philip K. Dick is a legend of sci-fi. Basically, any movie that you ever saw that had science has fiction has some dick in it. Has some dick in it. Um, <laughs> the film is a sci-fi action thriller that follows Cage as Chris Johnson, aka. Frank Cadillac. Uh, and Frank or slash Chris is a small time, small time Vegas magician who has the precognitive power to see exactly two minutes into the two future. Minutes. Because of this, Johnson gets targeted by terrorists and the FBI who want to recruit and or kill him. But really, he just wants love. Um, directed by Lee Tamahori, who has a very interesting filmography, some like one or two really good ones, but we'll mostly, get into that in yeah. a second, you know, uh, later. this 2007 film had a budget of $78.1 million, but made less at 76.1 million at the box office. That's too close. Too close. <laughs> okay. Next star is Nicolas Cage, Jessica Biel, the always incredible Julianne Moore. And that's really all you need to know because it's just all about the premise of this film and no, not really. Any yeah, everyone else that. was like, they walked across we didn't yeah. know their name really. Not you know? really needed so, to. Yeah. Um, special shout out to Troy Kittle, uh, Tori Kittles, who's a consistent. Oh, hey, it's that dude actor who is also in this film. Yeah. Uh, the film has a 6.2 on IMDb, a 28% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. And as of taping, this film is uh, unable to find anywhere. You have to rent it. But it's constantly on Hulu or Max. Max. Previously, yeah. HBO Max. Netflix. Um, it does pop up. It pops in and out, you know. They be playing with. The, that's why I still say you should buy DVDs because these things are not regularly available. Maybe um, not this DVD though, but we'll get into that. Oh, we'll get into that. I was saying in general, but we will definitely get into that. Uh, before we dive in and spoil Before everything. we dive in and get to the spoilers, we have our ranking system. It is a five tier system. At the very top, we have the underrated favorite. <laughs> yeah, so we're just going to spend the whole like next 30 minutes like giving the movie its flowers because it deserves it it is elite and we need to let y'all know why you need to go see it immediately mm-hmm. um so after that one down we have the good but slept on film um Yes, claps, claps, claps. The film didn't catch fire, probably because there were better movies out at the time, but it's definitely worth your attention because it is bomb. 
Yes. And Cookie yeah, agrees. Yeah, see? Yeah. After that, what do we got, Nick? We have the historically mid movie, and it is very aptly named because the movie may be a solid watch, but there are definitely reasons why it is solidly mid. Yeah, it's just coasting, um, you know? Yeah, just coasting in the ether. It barely deserves our attention. Um, then below that, we have the good bad movie. So it's a bad movie, and we can all agree that it's bad, but there are a select few group of people that just love the movie and love talking about it. Um, and then at the very, very bottom, fifth wrong, um, basically in the garbage, we have the certified flop. Yeah. Yeah. Movies all in out bad. It just is what it is, and that's why no one wants to watch it or talk about it. Uh, so, Roost. Yes, yes. Tell us where next falls for you. This film is a shade, a, a, a small we percentage have a point system. <laughs> above certified flop into good, bad movie. It is a okay. good, bad movie. Good, bad movie. This okay. is a good, bad movie. And I'll explain all my reasons why. Uh, but it's definitely a bad movie. Oh, yeah. So I'm actually this is going to be one of those pods where we probably are going to be agreeing about everything because I definitely put it in that good, bad. Um, and I'll say that, like, we'll get into the details of it for defending our uh, the good part, our uh, ranking. But I'll just say, like, you know, it's definitely a bad movie, but it has some parts that it's like, also a time capsule. It's of a this fun. Era. We're going yeah. to talk about 2007's movies because, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so this is your last chance. This is to, your last chance to uh, not hear go spoilers. Watch next, rent next, wait for it to come out on Hulu and then listen to this podcast four months from now. Or you can just rock with us and, you know, decide if you want to go spend the four ninety nine. Yeah. So, <laughs> so we're going to rewind and pause. That's right. Time to rewind and pause. Rewind. Um, Dominique, when was the first time you saw Next? Or 2007. Let's, uh, uh, let's where get... was I in 2007? Yeah. Or when, where I had were just you moved and... to San Antonio. Um, wait, a lot no, of no. this pot is just how young you were at certain ages. Like, <laughs> that's kind of a, a big point. I mean, this... Yeah. Anywho. I was I had learned a lot this year though. That was a good this year? was uh, no. Um, <laughs> I had just moved to Texas. I was in eighth grade at Tejeda Middle School here in San Antonio. Oh, okay, right. So, well, when did you see the movie? Oh, this morning. <laughs> oh, wait, you didn't see Next before? No. Really? Oh, yeah. snap. I well, thought... no, like, see, so this movie is, like, a similar premise, and, yeah, I chose to watch Deja Vu instead. <laughs> no, that's so, a great point, which like, I think also came out around the same time Like, I'm not sure. We can, we can check that. We can fact check that. Let yeah. me check Look up Deja, Deja Vu, Vu. By, with Denzel Washington, if you don't mind, Chibs. Chibs are producer. Oh, it came out a year before. Yeah. So, yeah, I watched that one, and, uh, yeah, did it's not. It's very similar And I similar think I premise. wasn't really allowed to watch and that one either. And there was also I the Jake Gyllenhaal that? movie. Um, I, that one I don't remember the name of, but it was also a similar premise about for some reason in 2007 limited time travel yeah we had it's to go like, back because even to, like deja vu for those of you who don't know and i would say go watch that rather than watch this um it's like there's a machine that can show the police um like three days into the future <laughs> yes <laughs> But exactly three days. And then and the I, same thing. There was like a nuclear bomb plot and like all this other Yeah, it was stuff. like some crime. 
Yeah, so, but um, two thousand April two thousand seven. Well, I'll talk about April two thousand seven's movies after you yeah, yeah. defend your ranking, Roost. Okay, well, so first time I saw it was in two thousand and seven. I was uh, <laughs> in college, and this was when I was having a great time in life because I was also working at a Hollywood Video. So uh. all these movies that were coming out, I was like getting them early on DVD bootlegging them uh keeping them ha- just stacking up my like yeah, bootleg dvds just stacking up Allegedly. your crimes i, don't think, I, think, I, think, there's, I <laughs> think there's a statute of limitations on that um, um allegedly 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 please don't um, come and this was this husband, was this was a peak nicholas cage time where no this was a this isn't peak this is no, on no, the no. decline no no but this was like the start of the new crazy Okay. And so, like, he had already just kind of peaked with, like, Gone in 60 Seconds was before this. Like, there was some really good work. I think National, National Treasure, Treasure was even was before, before this. this yeah. yeah. But this was, like, right before he went off the crazy where it rails. Um, so, for me, I completely understand that people hate this film. And that's why I give it a, a good, bad rating. Um, if you love it, it's probably because you enjoy making fun of it the way that I do. Like, I, this is a film yeah. I genuinely love to watch. To be like, wow, this what movie. What the fuck is who going gave on this right 68 now? million dollars. Um, it is out of control. Seventy eight. Yeah, seventy eight. Um, yeah. and and it kind of does make this fun because there's these quotes or there's these movies and like or, or these these sayings and moments in the film that are just off its balls insane but everyone from julianne moore to nicholas cage and they're the real main kind of thrust of this film they are playing it so ridiculously straight like this is there is no middle ground and we'll talk about julianne moore in just a sec the only person who's completely out of place in this film is jessica bill and it's so funny because she's trying to play it as serious as that but she doesn't have the chops so she doesn't have the chops and it's the fact that she's the weakest link in this movie and this is still i stand i will die on this hill this is her best acting Mm. ever this is her best because she sucks ass like yeah. I can't say it any nicer than that. It's a time, you know, yeah. and you, good thing that's why she's not working anymore, and she just, you know, she's just, guilted yeah. Justin Timberlake into locking her down. Oh, don't and, say that. Oh, not, it's a story. Guilted. I follow. Hey, I followed that story. I know what happened. Okay. <laughs> We're not in case going, she ever listens to the pod, but, I respect you, Jessica. Okay, you know, I feel bad for you, Shorty. I think you should have stand on your morals and got a man who actually wanted to be with you. But anyway, <laughs> back to what I was saying, like. Her, uh, she is a terrible actress, and I'm kind of glad that she went off and did something else. I yeah. hope she's a way better mom. Like, because this was this, it. and but this is still her best acting. She just needed something that required so little of her yeah. in order to shine. But so she just can't stand with Nicolas Cage, like throwing like five hundred. <laughs> miles an hour <laughs> or Julianne Moore throwing like 900 miles an hour back and forth back and she's just there she's just like I'm a teacher of Native American children yes and I th- just met you but I think this plot is love that didn't need to happen at like all. the subplot does not fit at all like and if, if you're really confused right now because we're all over the place guess what that is what the movie feels like so you'll get a sense of deja vu yourself if you dig the chaos of this moment right now that's what's bomb about the movie yeah. go watch it well so this <laughs> These are some notes that I made because I was actually thinking about it a lot when after like what really cooks about this. Tell us your notes. So this is the quintessential. This is a quintessential what I think people because like Chibi, for instance, hates Nicolas Cage. And I think this is a movie that That is is the reason why you hate him. This is that why like this is where every Nicolas Cage afterwards sort of comes from. And while, yes, we still have snake 
guys coming next week. Yes. Uh, this is like the last real off its balls Nick Cage movie that we're doing this month. Um, so it's in 06 where he does Wicker Man, the remake, and then this in 07. And, and then later in 07, we have National Treasure 2, 2 where he tries to pull it together, but we all know how that went. Yeah. But then this is where we had this trend, and Nicolas Cage, I think, was at the helm of it, where like all the way until he kind of lands somewhere with the movie Mandy in 2018. But this was when you had actors like Liam Neeson, Ke- Keanu Reeves, and Gerard Butler, where you just had these premise movies, where it was like, yeah. dude, because like... So Something happened, and now we're going to watch them react to it. Right. White House Down or whatever. White House Down. I mean, John Wick is a premise movie. It's like. It really is. Yeah, it just happened to be really good. They killed his dog, and now what happens? Yeah. Well, but then it's off its balls because then it's like there's this whole underground network of like assassins. Anyway. Definitely. Um, Gerard Butler. Yeah. Like even Jamie Foxx had one. Like he had like stealth somewhere. Yeah, yeah, he had a couple in them. Like, but they kind of took off around this time. But I think that goes now we can bring into the like April 2007 movies because something that also is happening right now is it's not that these people like suck or those movies suck mm-hmm. it's all the movies suck yeah. around this time no, it's a fact so the movies that came out in april 2007 like we have like the closest to being actually good like our persuasion which was eh it's kind of good if you're into like period pieces that are based on literature like classical yeah. literature so it's like all the people that were really on pride and prejudice dick like More and i was part of that so i'm saying it crudely but i i'm with you um it. like you kind of enjoyed persuasion not as much um and then there's 28 weeks later which yeah. was solid was but not as good as the, it's first, yeah. the first one and so but then besides that you have all this suck which is are we done yet yeah. which was the no sequel, sequel to of are, we there, are yet? we there yet which barely was good and this one completely sucked we have Disturbia with I ride for Disturbia I don't give a fuck oh my gosh so it's kind of good LaBeouf, but yeah. no but it's another it's, premise movie it's another well it's a it's, premise it's, movie and also yeah. it's maybe that should be an underrated favorite because yeah. we go like that would be something that needs to talk about is it a good movie or do you like it and True. then there's Spider-Man 3 my favorite Spider-Man but the I worst fucking the ride for Tobey Maguire is it a good movie though? No, it was ass. No. Yeah. So it was just exactly. a bad it was yeah. a bad. And then we have total and then even below that we have totally baked the last legion kicking it old school like kicking and I, I like kicking it old school. Is it a good movie again? No, so bad. and so we have all of this and that's basically like what we have during Unless, this yeah. time is all these movies that you like for one reason or another. It's usually because something that was going on with you, not the actual quality of the movie. And right. so Hollywood just sucks around well, this time. See, and I want to jump in on that point because I think this and this is a, sort of happening now in a weird way, but like Ooh, and for different yeah. reasons. And what it is is because this was still like reminiscent of the '90s, '80s, and even '70s, where like you would have like Charles Bronson or even um, like um, the dude from Soylent Greens and like like a movie like Planet of the Apes. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just a it's just a a, a weird coked out premise for a movie. Love but it. Charleston Heston like owns that role, and like everyone in those monkey suits owns that role, so it works. Okay, they're not monkeys. 
Or you, apes. Right. Thank you. Anyway, um, thank you for the correction. But <laughs> my point is, is like, so, and and like, then you would have these sort of like Charleston Heston and Soylent Greens, Charleston Heston in this action film, Charleston Heston in Omega Man. And it was just like, you, so. Overused our overused, actors. Right. And the writing is poor. Right. And mm-hmm. so like, and then that kind of happens with Tom Cruise movies in the 90s. And oh yeah. There was, because later this year, I think Mission Impossible 3 came 9, out. 9,000. Yeah. Like, I mean, Tom is the, probably the most successful out of all of them. Yeah. But, but Nick. Nicolas Cage had hit this defining stardom role where you still put stars in movies and then you kind of had a premise and you just kind of built the movie around them. Um, now it's like you have the 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 premise sort of up front and usually the premise is some intellectual property like Barbie or Marvel. Well, that's because we're in the DC. nostalgia age of Hollywood. Right. Yeah. And so and then you hope that the that the actors can actually cut the mustard. Mm-hmm. Julianne Moore hasn't cooked this hard in a film since like Hannibal and Hannibal is also a bad movie. Uh, the part two to silence of the lambs. But when I say I love Julianne Moore and everything she's done, whether it's the big Lebowski and on and on and on, she commits, she commits. Is she the female so- Nick Cage? That's what I think. I'm oh my you. You, you saw two minutes into the future and you saw I where did. I was going. I saw exactly where you were going. Because listen, for the listeners who haven't seen this movie and for those who have, you know what I'm about to say. There's this part in the beginning where terrorists have a <laughs> nuclear bomb. The FBI, all the federalities, they're on the case. They're like, look, we're spending hundreds of millions of dollars in manpower. We're tracking down. We're, tracking we're trying it, to fit. We're, we're using deploying the latest, all of our technology. The latest technology. And she's like, yo, you know what we need? This magician. This magician. I'm telling you, I've been watching him for a while. And, I, and he's real. And I'm going to fight my superiors because he's the real deal. I have it down. She it seems like, like between one and a half to three minutes is what he can see. She is risking it, insubordination and losing her job because she's so like. And who? How did she even learn about this guy? Exactly. It makes no she's like he. Sense. I, for some reason, he is on my radar, and I am locked in. He is what he we is need. Going to solve and then they try crisis. to make her boss look like a jackass for being like, "Yo, yeah, like you he's unreasonable. <laughs> like you are. Don't waste our time with this bullshit. Yeah, like <laughs> Find you. Find the Russian terrorist." Yeah. And she's like, no, give me a couple of days, I'm telling you. And as we're in a countdown for a nuclear, like, bomb, give me a couple days. I need to find I him. I need to work so out this hypothesis <laughs> about the magician. <laughs> From Vegas. And so serious. And she's so, so in. Serious. There's no camp. There's no Zero. camp. She is on it. She is playing this like, like, <laughs> like. Like it's a fucking David Lynch serious level film, uh, but that oh also slides into what doesn't work about this film, which is the plot, which is, the plot, which is yeah. so much about the, because the other weird thing and we were talking about this when we watched it is like, um, not only is she the only member of the Federal Bureau of Inst- Investigation who like somehow is tapped into Frank Cadillac's you know Las Vegas stint, but so are the Russian terrorists. Yes. like they don't have anything so, better. They don't have anything to do. Like there's no. Reason they have the bomb already, so there's no reason for them to it's go It's like a after side him. quest that no one asked for. Yeah, that is getting in the way of their actual mission of just bombing. They're just like, and, and, the, and, the, and, the feds are after.
after them, so we have to get to them first, but they're after us, so we could just do the thing. It turns but into a no. whole like 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 a it's, whole Bugs Bunny Elmer Fudd thing. Yeah. Where it's like, wait, how did we Rabbit end up? season. Yeah, duck season. <laughs> like it's just back and forth. And it's like, cause the Russians, for again, for those who haven't seen the film, the Russians are watching the feds. And because they know the feds are looking for them. So they're like a step ahead. That's how good they are. Yes. And they're like, wait, the feds are now looking at this magician. What's the deal with this magician? So then they, they don't just even start, know why. And they then don't they just care. start murking people. To get to... To get to the magician. Yes. Committing violent homicide. And it's like, again, you're bringing... You don't even have to commit the murders. You have the bomb. Just go. Like, do the mass murder. Why are you murdering people one off around the city? Like, getting more heat. Like... It, it makes no sense. But everyone plays it serious from the Russian, like, everyone. terrorists. Top to bottom. We can't, we don't even need to list it off. Top to bottom, everyone is committed. Everyone thought this movie was going to be their big break. But, That's how they were acting. But even more than the plot that doesn't work is the subplot. <sighs> so this is a thing. And and this is where we're going to really spoil so, the film. But hold up, hold up, hold up. Let me, let me cook. Let me cook. Okay, I'll cook. You got it, So baby. So here's the thing. There's a subplot in the film where while, yes, Frank Cadillac can only see two minutes into the future, he has this vision of this beautiful woman. And he so he goes to this this diner, this diner at this certain the, time, because he's like nine oh eight. He to does not know if it's day her. or night for some strange and he's been reason coming for like months. And everyone at the diner is like, oh, it's Frank or, or Chris or yeah. whatever weeks. And it's like, cool. And then finally she walks in and then he's like, I'm going to try. She's, and kick. she's the only thing bes- like that he's ever seen. Further than two minutes. two minutes. Like, and he's like, oh man, like she, it's like she boosts his signal or something, yes. right? But here's the other wild part. He's still going, like the feds have made it abundantly clear. They hey, Frank him. Cadillac, we have questions for you. We want to bring you in. We may even want to hold you. We and need he's your like, time. Well, no, nah, at first I'm going to use like, my two minutes to like duck and dodge y'all. And then I'm going to go try and still see if I can holler at Shorty. Shorty, Yes. And then it's like if you're like into like quantum physics and you like the like it's the, the immortal, mini world it's yeah, the mini world theory and it's yeah. basically like the premise of any multiverse yeah um, which is probably what Philip K Dick had in the book yeah where it's so actually like elevated and like on a level of this but it feels so out of place because everything else is so ridiculous yeah. is that he runs through the scenarios and you it like. Especially to towards the end, it well not just to but mac we'll get on to that. her. We'll get to those but scenarios it's in a second. All of the yeah. scenarios, he runs through these different things to see what would happen in the next two minutes with each choice that he makes. Mm-hmm. Like so, and that's which, how he basically saves the day. And that's that's how he saves. That's how he gets the girl. And that's how because also even though he's been seeing her, she does not give a fuck about him. Listen, and he spins. He's sitting there staring at her like a weirdo, for, running through running scenarios, through scenarios of how to fucking talk to her. Yeah. And the, only thing that works is letting her violent ex punch him in the face yeah. and then she feels sorry for him enough to entertain him and that's the beginning of their love story so so <laughs> listener <laughs> listener the plot we've already explained magician sees two minutes in the future russians bomb right the subplot is magician thinks he's in love meets this girl she takes him to an indian reservation where she's a teacher and there's a birthday party and does he do magic to impress the children of course he does and they force so much chemistry in like in these moments dominique how much (laughs) chemistry was between nicholas cage and jessica biel and uh, yeah zero 
Like it's zero and they're forced even like because they purposely point out that there's this point where she's talking to one of the little native girls on the Oh my gosh. We gotta we gotta try and find the clip of this and it's gonna be on our IG so that y'all can fill this moment with us. But for right now, just just listen to us. So she's like is that one of the is little, it, her student is like, so that's your new boyfriend? And she's like, what makes you think he's my boyfriend? And she's like, because he uh, he looks at you the way my brother looks at his, his girlfriend. And then and they then Jessica, pan yes. over to Nicolas Cage looking like a fucking weirdo. Just creep stare. <laughs> the creepiest. <laughs> and then not to mention the fact that, that Nick Cage and Jessica Biel look 20 years apart. Yes, she looks like a teenager Yes, and Nicolas Cage still looks like the Nicolas loser, Cage. like loser Frank Cadillac magician yes. with with a receding hairline. But somehow is kicking game the right way. No, but you see, he she wasn't really into. So what they really did because they they caught that they caught that he wasn't really. It was after that once she, she saw that stare, she kind of was like, huh? Because at first she's still again the only thing it she was getting punched in the getting punched in the face made her feel sorry for him, and then he was hitchhiking, acting like he was hitchhiking with her. So it was still creepy. It, it was creepy. It all reads serial killer. It's, it's in my really book. is creepy. Please don't pick up hitchhikers anymore. After that stare, she's peeped and she's looking at him a little like, Different. huh, is he into me? Because she has, Shorty has shit taste in men. The ex-boyfriend was abusive, and was stalker. abusing her in the middle of the diner. So just imagine what happens at home. Like she's she has shit taste in men. Taste she in understands that she has shit taste in men, but she peeps him. And then she doesn't love him until getting randomly dicked down. After they have sex one time, bitch is in love. Yeah. Bitch is willing to go against the FBI well, yeah. for this random man she just met earlier today who she happened to bring around these children that she's supposed to be protecting. And then let's fuck her. Like, she is like, that is the mat. Like, Nicolas Cage has magic dick, is really the premise. Like, that's what's well, really magical about him. He's using that his powers, and that's what slides into Problematicville and also my whole thing about magicians. So, into Problematicville. Is Nicolas Cage using his powers to like manipulate, manipulate her, her? Because he would have been rejected like several times over and knows this because he goes through the scenarios. Absolutely. And like, finding the slim one thing out of each of these that scenarios could that could w- win her over. Yeah. yeah so, like, so he problematic. Does that. But then fuck. again, I cannot stand magicians like as as an occupation i had a roommate who was he he got into magic and then performative magic and then uh really got more into it started identifying as a magician and when you have a roommate who's a magician (laughs) what they tend what they tend to do often is bring more magicians to your apartment (laughs) so Many a night I would come home late from work and there would be like five magicians with cards in their hands or little pulling shit out of thin air or while watching David Blaine street magic on a giant ass fucking TV. One night when I when I was out, I come home, there's scorched carpet in our apartment that we then lost our deposit for. And I call my friend. No answer. No answer. Finally get a hold of him. I'm like, what the fuck happened to the carpet? Oh, we were doing fire tricks. Got out of hand. And I'm like, so now we're out (laughs) 600 bucks because your friend can't fucking flame magic some bullshit. Magicians are the worst. 
I said it on 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 record. Um, we don't have to worry about the diversity scare. There were some Native Americans, but they were all token. And then there was just the one uh, uh, Tory or what was his name? Who we shouted out at the beginning. Oh, he was yeah. like the only black dude in the movie. Yeah, he was the only black person. But I'm okay with us being left out of this one. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. I'm speaking. I'm speaking for our, our conglomerate. Yeah, we're we're okay with missing out on this one. So, um, what <laughs> could help this movie? What 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 would it would it be better if we remade it? I think. <sighs> I got some so, heat on this one. I'm just saying. What could help this movie is it being completely a different movie? Like that's the way I can yeah. sum it being up. Being deja vu like, with Denzel Washington, which is yeah. a much better movie, exactly, and the same movie in like, many respects. Was so I think is like to have him already be one of the police to get rid of the weird like why are the police after him so maybe if he was already somehow tied to this shit like yeah. and had like a way of knowing how to use it instead of their like Just weirdo make him a cop. like yeah like make him the cop and then it like would make vu. more sense um and then also oh there was also those random two uh the asian couple at the beginning they were korean well, oh, at least yeah, yeah, they yeah. identified yeah. the man as korean um, for the diversity of this film. Yeah. yeah it was very lacking. Um, yeah, you know. But uh, what else could make it better? Um, Let me cook. I'm ready. Uh, so I'm trying to think. Like, it's really, uh, I'll just, I'll stop trying to find the pieces. It's really <laughs> just a different, make it a different movie. It's a good, bad movie. But like I said, if if someone was like, no, like, we are flaming this movie, be clear. Oh, yes. As if it Unless was a certified were, flop. Like, just in case you were confused yeah. about what's happening this here. This movie is basically a borderline certified flop. But when it's on sometimes, you can really crack up at yeah. this film. Like it's because you're just like, wow, movies can be really bad sometimes and get that much money. Um, yep. This is what I this is what I think about this film. One, I don't know if you necessarily need to remake it because Deja Vu exists and it's a much better film. And then there's also the Jake Gyllenhaal version, which is a much better film. And then there's other films like the, like uh, Live, Die, Repeat with uh, Tom Cruise. And then there's uh, like Tomorrow War with. We don't need to go no, through no, no, all no, no, of them. No, 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 but yes, there's a lots of lots this, of better yeah, things movie, along yes. the lines so of this premise. So don't remake it. However. I got I got how you can make this movie the shit. So let me let me cook for a minute. I want to know your I want to know your thoughts. Okay. Next, the musical. Say I'm wrong. Say uh, say that that shit would cook. Why? So just make this longer and more painful. No, because then you can use like the time bending elements. I mean, yeah, like the camp. The, like insert, insert the camp, the, essentially. Insert is what I'm saying. the camp that's More missing. Camp. Make it laugh at itself. Yes. But then again, that's it's being a different movie because, like, that's the whole point. All of these actors were. Well, that's the on. point. This is the remake section of like the pod. Okay. Anyway, okay. option number two. Mm-hmm. Make the movie more insane by having a second precognitive person, but they got three minutes. Oh, that would and Tell the Russians. They, the Russian. They're on the Russians team. That that actually would that would do it. Uh, I say I, that he also needs to be a cop three, in that one. Do more with Julianne Moore because she's really going for it. Maybe yeah. something happens to her, and then she's the three minute precog. Mm. And then and then it kind of turns into this dueling banjos thing. Um, the other thing that I want to say too, because I'm we're like I said, dueling we're gonna spoil this film. Yeah, yeah. The the other thing too, before we get into quote and react for this film, for some reason, um, is. The killer part of this movie is the twist at the end actually is a solid, in a sense, twist. I will say it kind of saves the movie, but bit. then it goes crazy again. It goes way crazy. So, the, so the, what the, happens is you fight Nick Cage, he, him and Jessica Biel bone. 
the feds get to Jessica Biel. She goes against them because she's in love with this stranger. And then, and then they're on the run trying to out smart But he realizes I got to help him. I got to help the feds. Well, no, not necessarily. And, I mean, he gets trapped, remember? Yeah, yeah. He doesn't, like, the feds are after them. They're watching them. They're on the run. Like, him and Jessica Biel are trying to escape. But he comes down to escaping and letting Julian Moore die. And he chooses to save her with his... Like powers, powers. Um, the Russians and kidnap so, Jessica Biel, and then the Russians get the Russians get uh, Jessica Bill, and he and then goes to work with the FBI agents to try and save her. And then we find out, and he goes through all these, and all there's some cool scenes. I gotta talk about the Baltimore man scene. Yeah. There's a scene where he's just standing and like all these Nicholas Cages. You needed that's more Nicholas Cage. Seeing, this movie has. Well, see, you. that's when that goes back yeah. to the multiverse of it all. Yeah, yeah. The so he's going through the all these different scenarios where he dies here, dies there, dies there, and he's like working it out until he finds it where they save her. The good guys win, and they walk away. But the bomb. It's not there. So then he's he's looking at he this chart. He saves her, but not everyone is saved because they had already they were setting him up with using Jessica Bill as bait. But the bomb goes off. The bomb goes off because it was already wipes timed out Vegas and like remote can, from somewhere else. And you're like, um, holy shit! And he and even then, says, he's "Like I messed up, I messed up." And you're like, "Fuck!" Like that's it. The bomb it. goes off, but then it's not over because she boosts his powers. He's still in bed, He's and they still... just had sex. For some reason, Jessica Bill's character is like this extra antenna on him and makes his powers the only thing that's ever made his powers and more now than he two ha- minutes. And now he knows what he really needs to do. Which is just go help the feds, feds anyway. in the first place and solve the fucking mystery. And so, yes. Anyway, so now, quote and react yeah. from this film. Uh, this film I, is nuts. That's a long story less long. The film is nuts. Unhinged off its balls. So if you're going to, if you enjoy that, like some do, um, you may enjoy it. So uh, here's a line that gets said over and over in the movie, and it's very on brand for the movie. Here's the thing about the future. Every time you look at it, it changes because you looked at it, and that changes everything else. Yeah. Nicholas Cage as Chris. It's very deep, you know. Yeah, Chris Johnson. Uh, you got a you got a quote. Um, this There's... was this was funny because this was Nicholas Cage trying to like have some riz, mm-hmm. some charisma. Mm-hmm. There's an Italian painter named Carlotti, and he defined beauty. He said it was a summation of of the parts working together in such a way that nothing needed to be added, taken away, or altered. Yes, he said that to Jessica Biel, and yes, it got him laid. So this is also between them, but this is early on. So um, Nicholas Cage as Chris Johnson, you don't believe in destiny? Jessica Bill as Liz Cooper. Well, even if it does exist, I don't want to know. I mean, if every move we make is preordained, then what is the point of that? I mean, life is supposed to be a surprise. So in, if you were confused about whether or not she would think that it's cute, that he is like going through all of these the situations <laughs> to manipulate her, nah. it's very clear. They show that, and that's an early mm. quote between them. So yeah. we know that everything, the, all the love that happens afterwards, Cancel she Frank would Cadillac. not be down for. Yeah. So yeah, so, uh, what's on the pedestal for you? <laughs> <laughs> I it's hard because this is a good bad movie so there's not much mm. I think I, I there's a ver uh, what's on the pedestal for me is Julianne Moore's performance mm. 
I think mm. she's so good in this movie. She is. Despite, because like no matter how ridiculous everything that gets said, every line of dialogue that was scripted, yep. she just owns it. And yeah, I, I rock with Julianne more heavy for this. Uh, and then I love the multiple man scene, which is a whole other thing where I just, I dig that scene where like all the Nicolas Cages are running around because it actually, it just the way it was shot looked cool. Oh yeah, yeah. I will say it was like some good early CGI. So. Yeah, yeah. What about you? What do you put on the best um, So, on the pedestal for me would be Jessica Bill's highlights. I think that's the best I've yeah. ever seen her. No, oh, yeah, um, she looked good. Yes, she did. Um, she it's it's also this weird time where like she looked like an adult, like kind barely. of barely. Barely. But no, like she, she looked she like a 17 year old that was on vacation, vacation with, with her parents. parents or a 22 year old on vacation with her parents. Yeah, yeah. maybe somewhere in there. Somewhere but it's because they really try to wholesome her, wholesome her up, make yeah, her look wholesome. And, I, and like the, the bleach highlights, uh, the blonde highlights, not bleach, but uh, the blonde highlights really did it. She looked really cute. They gave her a nice beach wave. Mm-hmm. That's what she came in. So <laughs> but that's um, next, y'all. I'll say that. And then uh, also on the pedestal, I will say like. Kind of the beginning, before we know how nuts everything is, where there, well, Nicolas Cage is explaining his powers, um, because like the powers is stupid in the context of <laughs> like solving a bomb, but for a little shit, like very convenient. Oh, this yeah. would be a little like lame power that I would like to have. Not, like, yeah. I know that I won't trip. Like, I'm very clumsy. If I could know, hey, like, take a pause, <laughs> you're gonna trip. And I didn't like that would be really cool. Right. So this is a real like nice low key. It's like one of those lower level mutant powers because yeah. the, the like Super the X Men have level. these. Yeah. Like so like this would be a really cool one. Yeah. So I'll say like that before all of the the weirdo mass bomb hysteria <laughs> blah 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 <laughs> kicks in. Like I'll say his powers for then. So yeah. Well, that's next, y'all. Yeah, so time to wrap it up. Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed us talking about next. Yeah. Like uh, on Nick Cage just for a month. Thank yeah. y'all. You know, we got one more left in the chamber. We do. And I think uh, this is actually, I think, going to be a good movie. Can we talk about this? Movie? Yeah, yeah. So this movie is available. No. Nowhere. As of right now. So as of uh, streaming this pod, it is not available for streaming anywhere else. Um, you'll have to rent it. It's available for rent on Amazon Prime and like I'm, Google TV slash YouTube. Uh, I'm positive it's also at Dollar General like for four seventy seven. Or in the dollar bin at Walmart. I think it stays it's in the $5 eight, bin yeah, so. at Walmart. Um, but, so, but it does pop into Hulu and Max. In, in and out so check that if you're listening to this pod some other time um, but now wrapping up officially <laughs> coming soon on video and DVD next week we will be ending our Nick Cage month with something special we will be Talking about, uh, watching and talking about Snake Eyes. That's right. Um, Brian De Palma. With it ending and being kind of like our grand ending, we will be forcing some friends that will be trapped in a lake house with us to watch Snake Eyes and then also talk about it with us. So we will have some guests on here. Um, It'll be a little longer, more chaotic, but very much in tune with ending Nick Cage month. So uh, y'all keep an eye out for that. Yeah, thanks for tuning in with us always. Yeah, Yeah, thanks for rocking with us. Uh, we are on IG at Underrated Favorites Pod. Yeah, so, you know, like us, subscribe. Uh, Gemini Inks production. 
Gemini's. Gemini's production. He does it all the time. It's Gemini's production. I am Neek. And I'm Roost. And we're, this is Underrated Favorites. And we That's appreciate right. y'all. We appreciate y'all so much. But uh, till next time. Bye.